Welcome to the Rising Resiliency Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Hines, and this podcast is for you. The you who feels stuck because of your past circumstances, and you're wondering if you're the only one who feels this way. But I'm here to tell you that you're not alone, and together we can rise up and be resilient. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Now let's dive right into today's episode. What's up, guys? I hope you're having a great day, whether it's morning or evening, whenever you're listening to this. I also just wanted to say my intro for my podcast, I don't know if you've noticed, but I redo it every single time. I went back and forth on whether or not I wanted to like pre-record and have the same exact one, but for now, I'm just kind of feeling changing it up every single time because I think it can get kind of boring to hear the same exact intros over and over again. So I just like to change it up every time, but I digress. That is not what I came on here to talk to you about today. I actually wanted to go over with you kind of the premise for this show because I feel like I kind of just shot right out of the gates and got started right away with dropping some stuff I've been learning and implementing in my own life with you. And I wanted to take it a step back and explain to you kind of the setup of this show, especially as I start having guests be on this podcast, because that's one thing I am really passionate about. And I hope that you find interest in hearing other people talk too, because I'm sure you only want to listen to me talk to you for so long. So I'm excited to have some guests come on and share their stories with you to really reiterate the fact that you are truly never alone in what you're going through. Obviously, all of our circumstances are unique and we shouldn't ever compare what we've gone through with someone else's. But I think there's definitely a lot of reassurance when you hear somebody else share their story and you're either you're able to relate to what they're saying. So that is one of my goals for this podcast. I've been in contact with a few people. I'm so excited to have them on my show. And to prepare for coming on my podcast, there's a list of questions I send them. But instead of having it like an interview, an official interview style where I ask them a question, they answer. I ask them a question, they answer. I really just want it to be more of a real, raw, and authentic conversation where We don't really get on a call beforehand and hammer out what we're going to talk about. And instead, on the podcast is where we talk about what we're going to talk about. And it's literally just going to be like a conversation. So you feel like you're in the conversation with us, talking about the things that are going on, talking about the things we've gone through, and hopefully along the way, providing some reassurance and inspiration and tangible tips for you to take with you after you're done listening to the show. So with that being said, I have some questions that I send the people just to get a brief understanding of where they're coming from. And I thought I cannot have someone come on the show and interview them and talk to them about their story until I really talk to you guys about mine. And I've talked about a few parts of my life with you already on my previous episodes, but I wanted to take today to kind of dive into it as a whole. And so this episode is going to be a little bit longer, maybe, we'll see. Um, And it's going to have a few different talking points on it. So Let's just start and dive right in. Um, The first question I ask people is, what is your story? And in other words, what happened to you? I've been reading the book, What Happened to You by Dr. Perry and Oprah Winfrey, which is very eye-opening, especially if you are a parent or a teacher or just somebody who works with other humans. 
I would 100% recommend this book. It is a little dense in the scientific aspect of it, but it's so interesting to kind of see the focus on how trauma informs our lives. And obviously, if you are here and listening to this, it's because that you have gone through some things and you are actively working to be in control of your life. And so I think you would really benefit from the book. But in the book, they talk about how instead of focusing on, you know, what what's going on with us or what's wrong with us, we focus on what happened to us and the circumstances that we've encountered. And I think there's so much power in being asked our story and being able to authentically share our stories with others. I think so often we are asked, you know, tell me more about your life. Well, what do you want to know? Because I could go all the way back to childhood and I could tell you all kinds of things. And I don't think a lot of people authentically share what they've gone through and not a lot of people authentically listen to that in return. And so that is what I'm hoping to have happened with the guests that come on my podcast. So to start with that, um, my story and what happened to me, you know, I think so often we struggle to share this for a number of reasons. And personally, one of my big ones is I don't mind talking about the things I've been through And it only makes me uncomfortable because I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. I hate, you know, sharing stuff with them and then them not knowing what to say. So to avoid their discomfort, I just don't share it. In addition to that, obviously, when we share our stories, it also involves, most often, it involves other people. And I tend not to share because I'm trying to protect these other people and I don't want it to reflect badly on them. But at the end of the day, our stories are what they are and our circumstances, we can't change them. So we just need to learn how to talk about them and live with them. And part of that is sharing with other people. So um, I come from a family, I was very blessed where I have a super supportive family, both um, immediate family and extended family. Um, growing up when I was really young, my parents were very close. I was very close with my sister and my brother. We had a great close knit family. As I got older, I started to realize that there, there was more than met the eye and a lot was going on with my parents. I was in, I want to say seventh grade. I was in middle school when I saw my dad get arrested for the first time. I remember I was at home with my mom and I saw the blue and red lights pull up to our house and my dad was home. He was eating dinner and I didn't totally know what was going on. He definitely did not know what was going on. And little did we realize my mom had um, reported him for his drug addiction to commit him to rehab. So he had been struggling with an addiction to methamphetamine for a few years at that point. And as a child, I wasn't completely aware of the situation until my mom decided to make the decision to have him committed to hopefully help him get on the right track and to help our family get back together because there was a lot of tension that had been building up for a really long time. And obviously, if you have grown up with addiction in your family, you can imagine that addicts would not respond well to the cops showing up to take them to treatment. And I remember staring out the window. It was pitch black out. I think it was raining and all I remember is seeing is the cop put the handcuffs on my dad and put him in the back of the squat car 
And it was, it was a lot as a middle schooler to witness this. And I knew that it was for his best interest. I knew this in the long run, it was going to help him. I 100% did not blame my mom because I, I look up to her so much for how much strength she has for the whole situation of my upbringing. Uh, But it was really hard to see your dad being taken away. And he went to treatment. Um, It did not stick. If Again, as I said, if you've dealt with living with addicts, you know that unless they make the decision to help themselves, it normally does not work out well. So he was in treatment for a while, got out, did not get clean. And it eventually led to my mom taking me and my sister and we moved out of the house, got a new house, left him. And eventually he decided to commit himself. He was clean for six years. He and my mom got back together and then he fell into old patterns and he was surrounding himself with people who were not the best for him. And he fell back into the habit of addiction that he had been out of for so long. And since then, it's been a back and forth, back and forth roller coaster. He and my mom ended up getting divorced. Um, And it's been a lot to live with a family member who struggles from addiction because addiction, as you know, is a disease and there's so many layers to it. And so just trying to process that has been, I mean, it's taken a toll on everyone that he is close with. And so this is not a podcast about addiction, but that is part of my story. After that, so that was around seventh grade, the first time he got arrested for that, um, my story just kind of spiraled from there. And being a teacher, I know that those years, those middle school years developmentally are huge in a kid's life. Basically all parts of childhood are huge and they impact the rest of your life more than you even realize at the time. Um, In eighth grade, so not long after that all escalated, um, I had another family member and uncle who died by suicide. So that was another big event that happened in the world of my family. The following year I got into high school um, and early in my high school career, I was a freshman. It was October, so I was 14 years old. I was woken at 3 a.m. at a friend's house to the news that my brother had been in a drunk driving accident and that he had not survived the crash. And it rocked my entire world and Obviously, loss is something that so many people deal with, and it looks different for everyone. But again, it was another huge event that happened. And not long after that, I had some more drama with a friend of mine in high school. I lost my best best friend that I had had since second grade. And so as a 14-year-old, I was dealing with so many losses, and I didn't even know how to handle it. Um... And I didn't really talk about it. I kept it bottled up. I talked with my family about it, but that comes back to, I didn't know how to talk to people about it because I didn't want the sympathy and I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable by sharing with them that, you know, my brother had passed away or that my dad was a drug addict and all of the things that come with it. I remember, and still to this day, and this is a huge thing for my podcast, is we still struggle with these things. It's not like they magically disappear and we find some fix-all. It's a never-ending struggle every single day that we are actively working to 
live with. And so still to this day, when people ask me the question, how many siblings do you have? It's the most uncomfortable question for me to answer because I'm faced with the choice of either lying and saying I have one, which then results in me feeling guilty because I'm not including my brother as if he no longer exists as a sibling, or I can choose to make the uncomfortable, awkward situation where I say, well, I have two, but my brother passed away when I was a freshman. And every single time I face this question, it's like, what decision am I going to make today? And that is the whole premise of this podcast is to build this community for you to know there are people you can talk to about it and that you should talk about these things and that you don't have to have feelings of guilt and shame and tension that come along with these experiences that we've gone through. So the next question I ask my guests that I'll be talking with them is basically what I just talked about. Did you experience things that you didn't talk about and why didn't you talk about them? How do do these circumstances impact your life? And I think when we go through these circumstances, they impact our lives both negatively and positively. The negatives are obvious where it changes our entire world. And it kind of comes down to, I want to, I actually want to share an analogy. So when you think about having a parent who has suffered from drug addiction, I always heard this analogy and it stuck with me and it still sticks with me where let's say there are two siblings, okay? There's two brothers, let's say, and their dad is an alcoholic and they've grown up watching their dad be drunk, maybe be verbally or physically abusive, kind of throw away his life. And you can respond in two different ways. One brother views his father doing this and he falls into the same routine because he gets stuck in the limiting belief that this is the life I know This is the life I'm stuck with and I can't move past this circumstance. So I'm going to end up the same way. And in turn, that person is going to also grow up and abuse alcohol and fall into the same trap that his father did. On the flip side, the other brother grows up in the same situation, views the same thing. But instead of thinking, well, this is how my dad was. So that's how I'm going to be. He makes the decision that this is how my dad is. So that's exactly who I do not want to be. And that brother grows up to not be an alcoholic himself, but instead goes to be maybe a drug abuse counselor to help other people who are in similar situations. And that's where the power of choice comes from. You can choose to fall into the negative patterns, or you can choose to see the positive and find your way out. And it's Obviously, as all things, easier said than done, but it does come down to the fact that you have the choice and you are in control of your own actions. You cannot control the actions of other people. You cannot control the circumstances that you've been dealt, but you can control how you respond to them. And if you go back to one of my past episodes about the power of negative thinking, there's a great formula you can follow for how to bridge these thoughts and change your actions as a result. And so while all of these things that happened to me built up a lot of negativity, there were a lot of positives that came from it as well. And I have learned how to be stronger in the face of adversity. I have learned how to love deeper and show people I appreciate them more because I'm constantly reminded that I don't know how long I have with them. 
And as a teacher of students who come from similar backgrounds, and as someone on this podcast talking to you who has a similar circumstance maybe that you've been dealing with, I can use my story for the good of others instead of allowing it to derail the rest of my life. And so while these stories of ours impact us severely, we can choose to make them a positive thing. So with that, we can find and do things that help us overcome these limiting beliefs. We can surround ourselves with people who lift us up. I was lucky enough where when I was in high school, I did find friends who were going through similar situations with parents and it was immensely helpful in building my resilience factor. I've said it before and I'll say it a million times that resilience is not something we are born with. It is a skill that we learn. And I 100% believe that I learned this through talking about it and having the people that I could talk to about it and vent and share what we were going through helped me realize I was not alone and that it wasn't my place to feel ashamed of what was happening because as I said, it was not my choice. Um, With that being said, there are obviously still things that you are going to struggle with every single day. And that is the next thing, a big focus I want to be in my podcast is I don't want this to be a show where I interview someone who went through something, they talk about how they overcame it, and then we pretend it's all happy-go-lucky the rest of their lives. That is just not realistic. And there's a difference between being negative and being realistic. And realism to me is that we acknowledge that we are still struggling with things. Day in and day out, we are faced with struggles and obstacles, but we can actively work to overcome them. And so for me, one thing that I struggle with as a result of my story and what happened to me is my money mindset. And I honestly, I think I could do an entire podcast episode just on money mindset because as I've been learning more about it, it just like flabbergasts me how true it is and how much like past circumstances can influence the way you view money. But that was a huge part of my upbringing is that Through my dad's addiction, we suffered a lot of loss. He and my mom owned a business. They ended up losing. The house I grew up with ended up being foreclosed on. We moved around to multiple houses and we just struggled financially. We never, thankfully, were at the point where I had to worry I wouldn't have a place to sleep or that I wouldn't have a meal on a table. And my heart goes out because I know there are so many people who deal with that. But I remember just seeing the tension and the arguments between my parents about finances day in and day out because they were struggling to make ends meet and they had to make a lot of sacrifices and I could feel the tension in regards to money. And so as I am in my adulthood, I have carried with me that same money mindset where I'm constantly checking my bank account. I'm constantly, you know, worrying about, will I have enough for this? Will I have enough for that? And I'm not used to having an influx of money. I listened to a podcast and I can't even remember which one now where they talked about how you kind of have a safety point of money in your bank account. So if you are someone who you're used to having $1,000 in your bank account, that is like the place where you feel comfort. Whereas if you are someone maybe who came 
from a different money background and have a more positive money mindset, maybe you have a safe place of having 10,000 in your bank account. And whenever you stray from that level of comfort, your actions and your feelings are going to change because of it. So if you are used to having $1,000, as soon as your bank account dips down to like 600, your mindset is going to go, oh, I'm below 1,000. I better not spend money as freely. I better really watch my finances. And you're really strict with how you spend your money because you're below that level of comfort. But if you get a random amount of money, so maybe you get your taxes back, maybe you're gifted some money, and then you see it go up to 2000 unconsciously your mind goes, oh, I have more than my comfort level, and you start to spend your money more freely. Whereas if your comfort level is 10000 if it dips down to 9000 is when you start to tighten up, and if it goes up to you know 20000 maybe you spend it more freely. For me... Growing up in a house where money was not, we didn't have a lot of money, my money mindset and my comfort level is a lot lower than some other people. So when I dip down below a certain amount, I I tighten up a little bit. But when I do have that increase in money, I really freely spend it because I'm not used to having extra money, not in my own life, but from my childhood, we never had like tons of extra money where we could go on extra vacations and do all this extra stuff. And that carries with you into adulthood and in your own spending habits. And when I heard this broken down, I didn't even realize that my mindset around finances was deeply rooted in my upbringing. And so I encourage you to think about your story and honestly, a great journaling exercise is to just sit down with a timer for 10 to 20 minutes and write about your story from start to finish just so you have that time to reflect and acknowledge what has happened to you and then start thinking, how have these circumstances impacted my life now on a day-to-day basis? And that acknowledgement is where the change can start to happen and It's just crazy how much these past experiences do influence how we show up in our day-to-day lives as adults. And so the last thing I will ask my guests that are on here, and I love hearing this on podcasts, so I'm bringing it to you, is if you could tell someone who is going through a similar situation that you've gone through, what is one thing you would tell them? Um... And for me, I think I would just tell people that there is a way out of where you come from. And essentially, that's what this whole podcast is about, right? To not feel stuck and limited based on your circumstances. I experienced this firsthand um, with my family life. I had who was a friend, her, I had a friend's parent look at me one day and say, well, you are just the daughter of so-and-so. So basically she was implying that I was worthless and that I wasn't worthy of surrounding myself with people like her daughter. And it really kind of shook me because first of all, I was mad that someone would say something about my family because no matter what my dad has done and gone through. I love him more than life itself. Not only that, but that she acted, that 
just because I come from a certain situation that I am that situation. And you are not what has happened to you. You are never going to be what has happened to you. You have experienced these things, but you are your own person and you are in control of your life and you do not have to stay stuck in your experiences and in your past circumstances because you are strong and you are resilient and you are more than capable of finding your way out and not only changing your entire life, but changing the lives of those around you. And so if I could tell someone one thing, it would be that, is that you do not have to stay where you are. And the fact that you're even listening to this podcast episode tells me that you are actively working to change that. So with that, I am so proud of you. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm going to leave you on that note. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, and if you have a similar story and you need someone to talk to, feel free to send me a message over on Instagram. Um, I'm at the story of dot page. And if you just want to talk, if you related to any part of my story, I love connecting with other people from similar backgrounds. So feel free to send me a message. Um, If you have someone in your life who could benefit from this episode and reflecting on what they've gone through, please share this either on social media, send it to a friend, or just make sure you tell someone about it who could maybe benefit. I, as always, appreciate that you are here and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Have a wonderful day.